Joshua Cribbs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody berry. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drilled, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, Irving puts it up. And now, Any Given Podcast with your hosts, Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. Welcome back to another great episode of Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ethan Simpson. And I'm Brendan Ward. We're coming to you live from the Kent Stage in beautiful, historic downtown Kent, Ohio. So, Brendan, we're going to start off the show talking about our uh, recent graduation from Ohio Media School and uh, also our graduation from the Ohio Media School Sports Emphasis Program. Friday. Friday, baby. Friday. We finally get it done. We finally get the piece of paper that signifies all of it. I'm, uh, I'm amped up. I'm jazzed. I'm excited. Uh, been waiting over a year for this, for those two pieces of paper. I mean, very much so, right? Uh, something we both kind of even nonchalantly went at last at the beginning of last year. And then by the, by the middle of last year, we were both in it. We were ready to go, and it, we knew we were, at the right, we were in the right spot. And now here we are, both, like you said, graduated with two different diplomas, degrees, whatever you want to call them, from our media school. And graduation, finally, uh, for – I actually get to attend one finally this Friday. Yeah, I know. You missed, uh, you missed ours in October, unfortunately. Um, you didn't miss much except for we won an award for the best audio project for the nights of that year. So, and that was our sports. Uh, and that was that our was, sports yeah, show. Exactly. That was for sports. And here we are doing a sports show right now. We're, we're, we graduated the sports program. If there's any sports specific awards, awards on Friday, I think we're, I'm not going to be too cocky, but I think we're shoe-ins for nominations at least. Um, I think we should come home with a couple trophies if they are doing trophies for sports. Um, could be a good Friday. Yeah, oh, yeah. A very good Friday. And speaking of the trophies, I dropped the ball today and I forgot to bring ours because we could have set it right there. We could have we put it on display and let you guys know who we are. Because we are the shit. Just, we've been telling <laughs> you guys for weeks now. Nobody wants to listen, but it's true. We're the shit. <laughs> End of story. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, get, subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. I'm telling you, you'll love it. More subscribers we get, the more content we could do. And you get to see our beautiful faces as well. Yeah. And who doesn't want to see You get this? to hear our voices, our excellent. That's even better. Masculine voices. And you get to see our beautiful face. So, all right. So we're going to switch this over to a little, um, a deeper topic. On Monday night, Deshaun Jackson posted a quote onto his Instagram story of a quote from Hitler. And I'm not going to read the quote. Um, If you guys are watching this at home, it should pop up. 
But if you are listening, you can go and look it up because I'm not going to be on record quoting Hitler ever. I don't think anybody should. Yeah, I'll, uh, we'll flash it on the video, but yeah, it's definitely not something I'm going to be saying. First of all, there's words I don't want to say, put myself in the position to say and have any sort of soundbite mess me up for my future. Uh, something I obviously don't agree with. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a summary would be, I'm not even going to say the summary. It was just, it was, it was idiotic. It was anti-Semitic. He, he pissed off the Philadelphia Eagles. He pissed off the, the NFL. The Jewish community in Philadelphia and across uh, the yes. NFL fans. Jewish community. Heck, any community, really, with, with as appalling and as polarizing in a derogatory way as of a figure as Hitler was, to even think about quoting something in support of anything you think about is just outlandish. No matter what, what no matter what you think it's supporting. Now, I, I I can understand why he was supporting what he was supporting, but with that quote, it just went a little too far. Yeah, and and like I said, I spoke with you and some other people last night and and earlier today. Um, there's a lot of people who have not said as anti-Semitic as Hitler did, but they've said what he was, he thought he was trying to prove from posting that quote. And I understand what he meant by posting it, but the way he went about it and the person he chose to quote is just unbelievable because any American, not even any American, any person that has lived on this planet and learned about what Hitler did should know it shouldn't even be a thought in your head to quote Hitler yeah. on anything. There, there's nothing that that man said that could be quoted towards an inspirational. I don't. I can't think of another word, but an inspirational way. Yeah. And like you said, the argument he was trying to make. Okay, make that argument. Just don't use Hitler as your backup. Yeah, and he tried to clarify it up, and he he posted like this is what I meant, and then he he scribbled out the other ones and got just this little piece of it. But still, you're still putting out there a Hitler quote. And, I mean, that's just, uh, yeah. When it, when, it, when it all boils down to it, having an anti-Semite in your corner is not a good thing. Yes. <laughs> that's the, that's the most a, I could say a, a about racist, that. racist, an anti-Semite, anybody like that in your corner is not, not Any, a good thing. Anybody who believes that they are better than anybody else is not a good thing to have in your corner as backup. But moving forward... Uh, with that, uh, in the more positive, uh, now it might not sound positive, but last week the NFL said, it was said that the NFL would reduce to just two preseason games. While that announcement hasn't been made yet, the NFLPA voted unanimously, unanimously on Tuesday that they don't want any preseason games. However, still very unclear whether the NFL will take the union suggestion and eliminate the preseason so what are the benefits or cons, I'll say pros and cons, of having a preseason versus not having a preseason? The pros of not having a preseason is obviously you're not putting those players in any kind of uh, potential to get injured. You're not putting them in the risk to get injured or get COVID-19 or anything like that. Uh, what Pretty much what... 
the preseason is is you start your starters in the first quarter and then you let your backups pretty much run it the rest of the game. But it's like like we've talked about before down in Tampa, are you really going to risk Tom Brady and Gronk playing preseason games? Are you going to risk, you know, like are you going to risk your top players in a preseason game just to see if the other players are good enough to make make the bench or to sit on the bench or to make the uh, practice squad. And the, the cons to it is kind of the same thing, though, to see who's good enough to make the team in real game situations and not. So I think the pros of not having a preseason outweigh the cons. I, th- I think the pros outweigh the cons just because of the risk involved, the COVID-19, the pandemic, the, the sweeping it could do through your entire team and th- derail your entire season. Uh, so why give that extra risk? But I, I, like you said, the con is how do you make that roster cut all the way down to 53 from 80-some players uh, without seeing in-game action, without seeing how they – respond to being down a touchdown or how they respond to being down two or three scores or needing a two-point conversion and a touchdown to win, uh, how those players respond to that thing because those are the intangibles you want to learn in the NFL. Uh, I also think that it pretty much is going to give us a pretty not very good product to start the season. Uh, I know that starters don't play a lot, but for some – that third game is an opportunity to iron out some of those, some of those kinks that they they're still having in practice and in game situations. Uh, younger teams, it's going to be a very, really big problem with. Obviously, uh, veterans can step in, but veterans like Tom Brady, he's going into a completely new system. How are they going to play in game when their first game convening with each other and playing is going to actually count for something in this in the regular season? Absolutely, and I. I... I think they should have stuck with the two preseason games. But if you have, you already have your starters, like I don't want to see Baker going out there and competing in those two preseason games. But I would like to see the other players who are trying to make that roster compete. Yeah. And like like we said, Tom Brady, he's already their starter that's in there. So I wouldn't mind him sitting out. And especially like teams with teams like Miami – and teams like the Chargers that they don't know who their set quarterback is going to be, but they drafted these young guys. I think those teams, those are the guys who could use the preseason. Like you put Tua out there or you put Justin out there. Well, it's it's always about setting up that young quarterback for success. And how successful can Joe Burrow be when his first game ever in the NFL is going to be a regular season game? That is true. Joe Burrow as well. Sorry, I forgot to mention. Just thought, no, you made the point of like those guys are borderline backup quarterbacks for those mm-hmm. teams. Burrow's going to come out. He's going to come Burrow out. Burrow is that guy. Yeah. He, he's their starter. So, like, if he ended up sitting the preseason, if there was one, it wouldn't be that mild. No, nobody would be that upset. It's just mildly upsetting. He's not going to get any in game reps before his first game as a rookie in the regular season. Yeah, and you, you don't draft a quarterback number one overall for him to sit out a year. They tried to do that, but look what happened. Tyrod got injured. Baker came in, and look what Baker did in 18. Yeah, the Browns tried to do it. Uh, the only people that have really been successful with it is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
well, are the Kansas City Chiefs. They sat Mahomes out till week week the the last season the last week of the regular season in his uh, rookie year, and that's really when he showed he was going to be their starter starter going forward. But speaking of Patrick Mahomes, money Mahomes, Patty, <laughs> certainly money Mahomes. Johnny Manziel is no longer money Manziel. It sucks to bring that up on the podcast. I shouldn't <laughs> even said his name, but Pat Money Mahomes is what I'm calling him from now on. The reason we're calling him that is why, Ethan. Ten-year deal for half a million or half a billion dollars. Ten-year contract extension in addition to his already two years left on his current deal. The biggest contract in sports history. The first time an NFL player has been the highest paid player in all of the big three major sports in America. The biggest contract in sports history, not just football. Not just football. Not just football. In fact, the closest person in football is Matt Ryan. And on that list of biggest contracts in all of sports, Matt Ryan is number 61. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is one. I think the closest the closest to Patrick is Mike Trout, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it would be Cole. I think it's Cole now because he just signed that big money with uh, the Yankees. Oh, okay. Uh, when I looked it up, I think it was Cole. And then uh, I think three was – yeah, you could look it back up. Yeah, I was going to – While he's pulling that up, clo- like I said, closest in total money at $150 million. So $350 million total less than Patrick Mahomes is Matt Ryan, the quarterback for the Falcons. And then the closest in the NFL after that yearly is thirty-five, roughly $35 million a year with, for Russell Wilson. So um, Patrick Mahomes, he has two years left on his contract already. So he signed a 10-year deal that's a 12-year deal for him, and he's getting paid uh, $503 million. Yes. Yeah. It's just insane. Mike Trout signed in 2019 a 12-year deal for $426,500,000. So no one's within $75 million of Patrick Yeah. Well, I think if Lindor gets a contract of that sort of length, he probably hits somewhere around there. Uh, And obviously football players going forward. uh, But really off of this, I want to know how the conversation started to get it there. You know what I'm saying? With with the highest ever being 150 million total. How on earth did that agent look somebody in the in the face and be like, uh, give me 10 years, 500 million dollars." Well, here's the two different things that I know your quarterback Dak is asking for a lot of money. The two different things that there's two things that uh, <clears throat> differentiate Mahomes and Prescott. That is a Super Bowl ring and an MVP title. So the the only thing Dak has going for him is Rookie of the Year, and that was four years ago. Deuce, what are you doing now? Uh, and that was going to be the next topic. Uh, what what does that mean for Dak? Because obviously he doesn't deserve fifty million a year like uh, Pat Mahomes is going to get. Like you said, he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring already. He doesn't have an MVP. Pat Mahomes has both. He look, Pat Mahomes looks like he could possibly be the greatest quarterback in all of the NFL, all of NFL history. Uh, where does Dak stand as a guy that's a consistently a game manager, but he hasn't set the world on fire? Last year, they didn't beat a team over 500. Yes, I'm talking about my Cowboys. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs because they couldn't beat a team that was going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, 
I think Dak should have signed that contract before Patrick signed before Patrick signed his contract. Because what's going to happen now? Is Dak going to try and up the price? Because I know Jerry Jones isn't going to fall for that. Do you think Dak deserves within fifteen million of what Pat, Pat Mahomes gets, knowing that Russell Wilson is at that fifteen million dollar mark? No. Exactly. He doesn't deserve more than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has that. Say he doesn't have the MVP, but he's got the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think Dak Prescott, like you said, is a good game clock manager. He's a good quarterback, but he's not—he's not that that high of a he's not, quarterback. He's not Rodgers, Mahomes, or Wilson. Yeah, and like like we spoke about this when when this first came out. I'm just happy that Baker's in no position after last season to be asking for big bucks because we already have one guy in Cleveland who's asking for big bucks, and we might miss out on him after this season, and that's Francisco Lindor. So, The thing is, is the Browns are going to have to pay Miles Garrett at the end of this year. And if if you're going to look at the fight between Miles Garrett and the arguments between Garrett and Mayfield, I'm at this point I'm choosing Garrett. What wins championships? Defense. Exactly. At this point, I'm choosing the edge rusher. First of all, it's going to be a little cheaper, despite having to pay him big money. Second of all, he, he's meant more than a team. Now, I, I get that the quarterback is, the, be, is the, the most important position in all of football, but like you said, Baker's not in a position to be demanding a huge contract. Yeah, he had that good rookie year, but last year he went for – he took a crap in the toilet. Uh, 22 passing touchdowns, 21 interceptions. Yeah, I mean – And a lot of those weren't his fault, though. Those interceptions, those were bouncing off receivers' hands. A lot of, a lot of deflected balls, a lot of stuff like that. I'm not going to knock his interceptions – I'm really not even going to knock his last year. Um, we all obviously know what happened last year. Uh, there weren't, a, there wasn't a head coach really. There was a little, there was a toddler coaching a football team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from everything we've learned about Freddie Kitchens, uh, the thing is, a little is insider information on that. Well, too. yeah, some insider information on that too that we're not going to discuss because we're not allowed to. But exactly, just where, but. Even if Baker does it this year and comes out and has a good year, the narrative I still think is going to be, well, do it again next year. If you do it again next year, Mm -hmm. you'll get your money. If you don't, okay, you showed you could be good, but who are we going to get out of Baker Mayfield? Are we going to get 2018 and 2020 Baker Mayfield? Or are we going to get the 2019 guy that barely threw more touchdowns than interceptions? Yeah, see, that's the one thing – you know I'm a big Baker guy. I'm all about the big show. Uh, he's wearing, I allowed him to wear my guy Brian Hoyer's number six jersey that I thought should have been retired in Cleveland, but I know that's not going to happen. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, if, if, if he doesn't come out and perform this year, and if he does this year and the next year he can't, um, he's not going to get a big payday. Will the Browns keep him around? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, because he's shown that he's good enough to win games. I mean, he's the winningest quarterback since 99. You know who was the second winningest quarterback since 99? Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Well, that's the thing. Like, he's not going anywhere. I'm not saying that. Like you said, he's not going anywhere. The thing is, is the open market isn't going to pay him more than Cleveland. And if he doesn't have a great next two seasons, Cleveland's not going to be offering that much. Absolutely, and and I I know Cleveland has a lot of uh, cap salary left, but are they willing? How many great players we have on this team? 
are they willing to drop all that money on one player like well, the Chiefs did? Because I know they want to hold on to Landry. OBJ, he says unfinished business. He's staying in Cleveland. But after the season, you know OBJ just wants to get paid. I, I hate to say it. I love seeing him in brown and orange, but it's just a fact. And if you want to keep this team together, you, you're going to have to pay Miles Garrett. You're going to have to pay Jarvis Landry. You're going to have to, if Baker Mayfield does it, pay Baker Mayfield. These other guys, Denzel Ward, I feel like his time in Cleveland is numbered. It's definitely numbered. If you would have asked me after Denzel's rookie season, I'd have told you they they would have they they were gonna pay him. But if if he comes out and gets injured again this year, it's over. Yeah, he does good when he's not hurt. Great player when he's on the field, but when's he on the field? And that reminds me of Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden, fantastic cornerback for the Browns, but he sat out half the season for the last four years he was in Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. But and, and he said he had concussions, but he was going out to New Year's Eve parties and Christmas parties and like videos of him partying it up. So it's just a thing. Do you really want to be here or yeah, exactly. are you just here for the payday? It seemed like when Joe was in Cleveland, it seemed like he was here for a payday, like you said. just He, he wasn't in games. He wasn't in practice, but he's at Cavs games. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing all that Sitting stuff. Sitting courtside with Johnny and stuff. All, by all means. I'm not going to argue with Pat Mahomes' payday because he deserves it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue with everyone else's because no one deserves as much as him. Uh, the smartest thing the Chiefs did, though, was not tying his his cap his his cap hit to a percentage of the cap. So mm-hmm. what that means is, as the cap goes up, his salary would have went up. But now that it's not tied to a percentage, that 45 million in five years might not even be that big of a deal to the cap. Mm-hmm. So it might might have been a smart play for both of them. They don't have to pay him right away. They could still chase a couple players right now and try to get a couple titles while he's still cheap. And then when it becomes time to really pay him the money and really cut back on salary, his salary might not be that big of a percentage of the cap because it's not going to continually go up. Yeah, and here's another thing, though. Half a billion dollars is still a big deal, no matter what the cap looks like, you know? It's it's still a huge deal. Half a million, I'm not sitting here, yeah, I'm not sitting here minimizing what a half a million dollars is. But and his injury clause is still what 125 million? Yeah. So even if he gets injured, he's still getting that, which I mean Think I about would, that. I would love to just sniff at a million dollars. Think about that. Even if he gets injured, it's 125 total. The biggest contract in NFL history is 150 total. So even if he never plays another down for the Kansas City Chiefs, $125 million, the second biggest contract in NFL history. I mean, you can't beat that. He got that payday. Good for him. I actually uh, saw a great debate going on Twitter. If Patrick Mahomes, with this giant contract, and he keeps winning Super Bowls, will everybody turn on him like they did to Tom Brady? Uh, It's very possible. Um. Tom Brady, when you think about it, was a sixth-round guy who really nobody really even thought had a shot at the NFL. His first title, great story. Mm -hmm. His second title, even better story. An undrafted guy wins two titles. His third title, people start turning. His fourth title, one of the most hated men in football. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's unfortunately the way of the game. Success breeds haters without a doubt. 
And so, yeah, uh, everyone's on Pat Mahomes' side right now. He's a young kid setting the world on fire. Making those crazy passes and stuff, those sidearm throws. and Doing stuff never before seen on a football field. Everyone's on his side. Too much success can change that. Too much success changes a lot of things. Michael Jordan was the the pinnacle of basketball for so long. Once the Bulls won, won three in a row. Once they got the fourth one, the Bulls were one of the most hated franchises in all of basketball in the 90s. LeBron, once he got his first title, well, LeBron's career trajectory was a little different. Uh, his first title didn't come to Miami. He was hated here in Cleveland before that. But until he won his second title in Miami, the world didn't hate LeBron. Cleveland did. Yeah. Once he won his second title in Miami, the world hated LeBron. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is with LeBron is the difference between LeBron and Tom Brady is Tom Brady never left New England. I mean, he did now, but he, he brought him six rings. Yeah. Tom Brady could leave. LeBron couldn't bring Cleveland a ring because he had such a mediocre team around him and he yeah. was carrying the whole team on their back. And I know Cavs fans are going to hate me for this, but this is how I always felt. Z was and still is a bum. His number 11 should not be up in the Raptors. That's all I'm saying. His, his number 11's in the Raptors because of how much time he spent with the Cavs. Cavs I that's, know. that's really it. But when you look back at that 08-09 team, who's the second? Anderson Varejao? Mo Williams? Mm-hmm. Second best players? Certainly wasn't a broken down Shaq. <laughs> Barely should be in the league anymore, Shaq. Uh, yeah. That was their big move for LeBron. Signing a Shaq that shouldn't be in the league anymore. Signing a Shaq that's 100 and some pounds overweight. That's what the Cavs did to help LeBron. Well, they thought they were helping LeBron. The only thing they were helping were their wallets. Selling tickets, basically. Yep. Shaq's on the team. That's it. We got LeBron and Shaq. The, 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 the marketing, is, without a doubt, is 100% there. Uh, but still, LeBron just had no help. But I'm not sure how we got all into this LeBron. Let's go to baseball, my, my man. Biggest thing that happened to us uh, in baseball, uh, I, I say us because it's the team we root for, the, the Cleveland Indians, talking name change, uh, following FedEx and Nike, basically threatening the Washington football team to change their name. That then sent it into a spiral where people are calling for all teams that have nicknames that have anything to do with Native Americans uh, to change names. Indians obviously fall, falls under that. I wrote this is obvious. We could just discuss it. So I guess what do you feel, my man, uh, knowing that it's probably likely uh, that the Indians won't be the Indians very long. Well, Brendan, uh, it hurts a little bit just because of my childhood growing up, you know, the Indians. Um, obviously, uh, not safe for work comment coming up here, but those fucking idiots that paint their face red and on opening day, the only time there's protesters outside of Progressive Field, I've been to multiple opening days, only time there's pro protesters outside of Progressive Field, and they're getting in these Native Americans' faces, like the picture that was on the cover of the scene yeah. multiple years ago. These guys are idiots. 
it's such a bad look. The Indians were named after the first ever Native American baseball player to play in the major league in major league and he played for the Indians. Well, back then it was the Naps. Yeah. And then they changed it to the Indians. And so I understand um, I understand that they were paying tribute to him and uh, maybe changed the name to the natives or the indigenous to, to still pay tribute to him. But I understand with how the world is now and the temperature and the climate in the world now. And obviously with all the Christopher Columbus statues being taken down and he was one who called them Indians because he thought he was in India. I, I totally get that. So if they're going to change the name, change it to something that will still honor Luis. I, I think it's important to continue to honor Luis. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's as easy as just going back to spiders or naps or or any of that. The name was chosen to, like you said, honor this guy who broke barriers. Um, and I guess, like you said, the argument could be made that Indians is derogatory, based on the Christopher Columbus ordeal and things like that. And I'm not here to judge how people feel. Uh, I'm not sitting here and going to say it's wrong. It's not wrong. I'm going to say that I could see the argument against Chief Wahoo. He, he was a red guy. Uh, obviously not the greatest look, but still something that took forever to, to wean out. Uh, with the Indians, my thing is, is how do you change the name without ending the entire history? I know I don't want to go and talk about how the Indians never won a World Series again since 1940-something. 48. Yeah, since 1948. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're no longer the Indians. Uh, yeah, I saw. Um, I also saw online, I really like either, you know, the uh, indigenous or the native or the tribe. I think tribe would be a really good good name. It gets, it gets away from that's, what people think is derogatory, and then you're just... That's you're talking about you're talking about a group of Native Americans, a tribe. There's tribes of all all different, you know. Yeah, there's races tribes, and ethnicities, tribes everywhere. Yeah, I, I think the tribe would be uh, honorary tribes, natives, indigenous. Um, but yeah, the spiders. Um, Ian said it the other day. It sounds like a t-ball team. Yeah, I'm. I'm very like. I know a lot of people like spiders. I'm very. Very out on spiders. Not not a not a really big fan at all. Uh, does it sounds like a youth baseball team, a youth t-ball team, uh, maybe even like a Cleveland middle school or something like that. The spiders. Uh, I heard blue socks the other day, and like, I mean, I guess, but still, why why just play off of somebody else? Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, his. Last name started with Sox. Yeah, I, I, I. But yeah, there's Red Sox, White Sox. Why have another Sox team? Even though it's different than those guys, it's still just another Sox team. And I just don't want the. I just don't want the abbreviation CVS. <laughs> Cleveland Blue Sox CVS. That's what it'll say on the freaking uh, scoreboard on every single game. America's most watched uh, baseball team. Either way, just just people will come around to the name change 
we'll come around to the name change. No matter what, it's going to be Cleveland baseball to us. The thing is, is don't make it atrocious. Make it something I can cheer for. I, Guardians is okay, too. Um, but don't make it cartoonish. If you're going to do Guardians, make it dark and right. mean. And, and But use the, sa- you know, use the Guardian yeah, of the... Use the, yeah, the Guardians that are in Cleveland on the bridge. Use those, but still make it mean looking. Don't... Even if you've got to change the colors. Man. I, uh, I saw a great one yesterday. Um, my apologies to the guy who put it on Facebook and made the de- or on Twitter and made the designs. I can't remember his name. I'm not taking credit for any of your work, but I don't know what he's talking about. So. Uh, the Cleveland Coyotes. Oh, I do remember seeing the tweet. And but it was like it was a picture of a coyote, but it had the same color scheme as Chief Wahoo. But the the way they made the ears and the snout look, it was like the shape of Ohio. It was pretty. Pretty cool, and the jerseys could stay the same, the same script. And I mean, Cleveland, coyotes, Cleveland coy- coyotes is, and the Native Americans—they revered coyotes because they used, they would uh, if they needed if they were lost or anything, they would use coyotes and wolves and stuff to be able to find food and. Yeah, I I can't remember exactly the tweet, and maybe we could find it later and and show it on the video or whatever, um, but. Cleveland, I'm in because I remember the tweet saying something like, "Coyotes are, are just like wolves where they where they where they're in packs, but when it's time to hunt, it's them versus the world. Mm-hmm. Coyotes versus the world, Cleveland versus the world. I thought it was, like it's it's something that's could be called corny, but I thought it was pretty cool to, to that's something that really rallied us in 2016 for the Cavs." For the Indians going after the series, for the Buckeyes going after a title, for the Monsters winning the Baron Cup, for all of it back in 16 when life was great here in Cleveland. Uh, that it, what Cleveland a better versus, time that was. What a better time that was. It's really, really weird to look on it, especially with us going through the four-year anniversaries of all of it in the right. last month or two. Then looking how terrible 2020 has yeah. been, and it's just like... Yeah, I'm sitting there reminiscing about the parade, and then I go put my mask on and enter the dollar store. It kind of, <laughs> yeah. it kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh... But speaking of baseball, they released the schedule. Uh, we'll throw the schedule up there for you guys as well. Toughest opponents? What do you think? I think it's Brewers Twins. Uh, really, the Brewers outside of, it's really the Central. Uh, mm. I'm sure there's a couple other teams, the Cardinals. They play, but the Cardinals aren't that great. To me, the Brewers and the Twins were the two toughest teams to they, – they play – obviously the Twins are, I think it's six or eight games, and the Brewers are only a three-game series. So off of this, I have record predictions. Do the Indians win the Central? And Frankie Lindor, is it his last 60-plus games as an Indian? Um, All right, so toughest opponents. Yeah, you're right on the the Brewers and the Twins. Um, One of the funnest, uh, the two different series we'll be playing against them is the Cubs because, once again, here comes the not safe for work. It's still fuck the Cubs and it's still fuck the Warriors every day I wake up. So every day. So I'm speaking of 2016. You know, people say living in the past is not good for you. That's how you get brain cancer. Well, shit. 
I'm still living in the past, baby, until we get back to where we once were. Maybe not the Cavs, maybe with the Browns. Yeah, we're living in the past. We're rain delayed from two rings in a year. Yep. So, ridiculous. But I can't wait to see Jason Kipnis just strike out every time he goes. has to go up against Shane Bieber, Clevenger, Carrasco. Any of them. Yeah. All of them. So, I'm, I'm excited to see him to strike out because that was kind of uh, I get that he signed with his hometown team but after the 16 World Series you know it's kind of it's kind of got to be like screw the Cubs I also feel like when when it comes to when you when you become a professional hometowns really get thrown thrown to the wayside like obviously yeah we all know it but when you think of Kobe do you think of Philly or do you think of LA LA exactly when you think of LeBron you think of his hometown but that's because it was freaking 15 minutes down the road yeah he lived there while he played here. Mm-hmm. So when you think of Mike Trout, I don't even know where Mike Trout is from, but do, do you think of He's him? He's from Jersey. Okay, do you think of Mike Trout being from Jersey right. or from L.A.? L.A. You think of Bryce Harper being from Washington, or do you think of being from uh, Bishop Gorman in Vegas? Uh, Washington, I guess. Well, Philly now. Well, Philly now, but... It was Washington. Nobody really, like, I know that he's from Bishop Gorman because my uncle used to train him, and that's where he works. That's where Tate Martell is from. But Bishop Gorman, we only know that because Bishop Gorman's like the most famous, one of the most famous high schools in all of America. Did you watch that QB1 or whatever? Yeah, I've I, I seen it, yeah. And like Tate Martell. You like him? I don't. Uh, yeah, Tate no, Martell. I don't like him. He's little, Tate Martell's always been kind of. cocky. He, he, he's hit or miss for me. He's cocky uh, and he's a sucker, too. I just think it's funny. He can't even really make Miami's roster. They made him a wide receiver last year. <laughs> so, uh, record predictions. I'm going to say 46 and uh, 14. 14. 46 and 14. I uh, I was thinking 42 and 18. I don't think there's any way they win more. Than, they lose more than 20 games. Uh, just going off the schedule. Uh as far as the playoffs go in the Central, if they take care of the Twins, they win the Central. If they take care of the Central, they win the playoffs. I mean, they make the playoffs. I'm not saying that if they win the Central, they make the playoffs. I, they could be a wild card team with the with the, with the uh, schedule that they have. Uh, you take care of the Tigers and the White Sox and the Royals. The yeah, Royals. That's, all, that's those that's, are going to be that, easy. That's your playoffs. Yeah, that's you in the playoffs. The only the only yeah the only competition we really have in the Central is the Twins. The Twins. And the Twins have just been stacking up their team, which obviously we have a very stacked team, but our team fluctuates because we get veterans and we do all that. Um, I'm still a little surprised that we didn't re-sign Puig after last season. I, well, with with this by committee as their uh, outfield is, I'm really surprised they didn't either. Uh, it would have just solidified something out there. Because you could put Franmil, you could have him and Franmil switching back and forth from DH yeah. and... Uh, Outfield, so yeah. If we beat the Twins, we win the Central. Um, should we enjoy this uh, sixty games, the last sixty games we have Fran- of with Francisco Lindor? Uh, yeah, I will. Is he leaving after this season? Yeah, he is. Um, am I mad about that? I was. Uh, do I accept it now? Yeah, I guess because I don't want to see him in pinstripes. Or anything like that. I don't want to see him playing for the Dodgers or anything, but he probably will because those are the guys that will pay him. Go to the Dodgers, man. I just I don't want to see it, but whatever, Francisco. And he was the one, speaking of the name change, he was commenting on it. And I made a tweet. I said, 
why does Francisco care if he's not going to be here after this season? Fran- yeah, by the time the name change is yeah. in effect, he won't be. He won't a, be. He won't be a, a part uniform. of a Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, in a Cleveland uniform. Uh, but like you said, go to the Dodgers or something. I guess you said you didn't want to see him in LA. I'd rather see him as a Dodger than I would as a Yankee, a Red Sox, or a Cub. Absolutely, keep him out of uh, the AL at least. Yeah, go somewhere that they're going to pay you, but not New York or Chicago. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, <laughs> done with it. I'm done with him. Yeah, I, I've just I've came to I've come to terms with it. Um, it's going to happen, so. Just accept it. Enjoy him while he's here, like uh, the Dolan said. It's 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 hard to kind of get mad at it when they basically told you it was happening. Yeah. Uh, any any smart individual that knows small market teams knows it's happening. Uh, I'm personally going to go into it, enjoying and possibly knowing that it's his final 60 games as as a member of Cleveland baseball. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, it could be a minute. It could be a while before you see another player like Francisco Lindor come through. They'll, they'll, they've got the best farm system in all the baseball, so they'll be okay. Uh, but, it, like I said, it could be a while before we see another friend. I, I, I don't truly think people know what type of player Francisco Lindor is and what it's going to take to keep him here. Yeah, the casual fans, they just, like, they only know, you know, Francisco. Um, they, just, they just kind of know he's an all-star on the team. I think we just lost power on the camera. Uh, it's still blinking, so we're going to continue to keep going. All right. Uh, just, we only got about 10, 15 minutes left on it. The red light went up, disappeared, so I... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll figure it out and... Yeah, hey, if not... If we got to scrap the video, we'll end up scrapping the video. Well, we can just uh, uh, put some pictures up at the end and keep, <laughs> we'll the, just, keep yeah. the audio going. We'll do something like that. We'll the show must it. go on. The show must go on. Uh, but moving forward into basketball... Milwaukee Bucks and Sacramento Kings had to close their practice facilities and will not allow re-entrance uh, prior to the team leaving for Orlando for the NBA's restart later this month after getting positive COVID-19 results. The thing here is, if we're already scared and we're shutting down facilities like that, I understand wanting to get it done and over with before, so I, could, I see like the pros of this. I'm really worried one test is going to send this thing for a spiral. Um, they were talking about it on 92.3 today, about how what happens if somebody tests positive day of the game, day of a football game, day of a basketball game. Does the whole team get scrapped? Does that one person get scrapped? Because the rules are, right, if anybody you're in contact with, you have to let them know, and they should probably self-quarantine themselves, right? So if one person out of like, – It's kind of like having an STD. So I'm saying if one person on a roster tests positive – where do we go from there? Is, uh, is the whole team done? How do we feel the game at that point? How do we reschedule games at that point? It's, it's, it's a lot easier for the MLB and the NBA to reschedule teams. Games, it's very hard for the NFL to reschedule games. You can't just throw a game at the end of the year. And for the, right. throw a makeup game at the end of the year for these guys, they become ties. Very logistically something, uh, logistically unknowns. Hopefully um, it can become a thing where they agree on it and it's just, um, it's just, these guys are like, hey, if somebody tests positive, it's them that's done. Um, if it spreads, we understand. If it gets too bad, then we'll cancel. Um, but we're really going to uh, – and we've been preaching it for, for weeks. We're going to gonna have to get behind the fact that a positive test doesn't mean the whole team has to go down. Yeah, uh, and that's one of the tough things, though, with the locker rooms and all that. 
like you were saying, if, if one guy goes down and he was in contact with the other team, you know, because, you know, playing sports, you dap up your boys in the locker well, room, you know. Exactly. The, the I mean, the rule is for normal people, for me and you, if I end up getting testing positive, you should self-quarantine. We're, we're in yeah. a room together right now. Right. That's how it, that's how, that's the rules. So are the rules different? And there went the camera. Okay. So the <laughs> camera's officially off. Camera officially gone. We just watched it turn off. It happens. We'll have to, we're still figuring out logistics of being in the same room as each other. No big deal. Uh, but moving on with the NBA. Well, sh- one second before you move on with the NBA, I forgot to uh, mention this earlier. Are you looking for a present from one of your family members, Brendan? I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the process of thinking about, like, there's birthdays, a ton of birthdays coming up. Yeah. Your family like music? Family loves music. Why don't you go to the Kent, sorry, KentStagePosters.com. Oh, yeah? What's, Kent, Kent, what, what's there? KentStagePosters.com. You can get any poster from any of the shows that you have seen recently at the Kent Stage. There's been a bunch, man. KentStagePosters.com. Kent Stage. They're cheap. They're official. Those were the official posters that they showed outdoors and everywhere to advertise the concerts. That's KentStagePosters.com. You got your phone? Write it down. KentStagePosters.com. I'll write it down real quick. KentStagePosters.com. Yeah, uh, what, who am I kidding? You got a birthday coming up. My sister's got a birthday coming up. My grandma's got a birthday coming up. My adopted brother and sister got a birthday coming up. Uh, my older sister has a birthday coming up, all within a week of each other. So definitely something I'll be checking out. Uh, every, every one of my family members love music, even if they weren't at the show. You want to just get them a, a certified poster for a show that they like, for, for someone that they like. Check it out, KentStagePosters.com. KentStagePosters.com, and there you are, all designed by Raw Sugar Art Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. It's good to know. Back to the NBA and our final note there, J.R. Smith. Yes, former Cleveland Cavalier, J.R. Smith, former champion, J.R. Smith, Finally practices with the Lakers. That's less of the story than that while he was away from the NBA, he cites being very depressed, having very depressive episodes where he couldn't even turn on 2K because he missed the game so much um, that he didn't want to be playing it unless it was for an actual team. Look, when you love the game, you love the game. And to be a professional, you got to love the game at the highest level. Uh, it's not easy for anybody to step away. Carmelo Anthony said it earlier when, earlier in the year when he was signed f- finally to a team. It, it's not good being away if you're not ready to be away. Uh, and JR basically just gave him like a backup like support basically that yeah, it's not great for a player that doesn't want to be done to, to be forced to sit at home because of a contract or because they might not have a fit a team that they fit well on. And JR's thing was he was told that the Cavs were going to get beat. By the time he knew he wanted out, nobody else needed a man like him on the team. Yeah, that's kind of where, and as somebody who has anxiety and different issues like that, um, I'm not, I don't want to fully say it's JR's fault, but he did, he did, on his own, step away from the Cavs because, and I understand they, they said they were going to compete, but it's a team of young guys. 
he could have stayed on and been one of the veterans and helped these young guys, but no, he didn't want to. He wanted to step away. He wanted to see if anybody would pick him up, and nobody picked him up until Avery Bradley said he wouldn't go and restart, so he yeah. went with LeBron. Yeah, and he got a job as, as a replacement player. Uh, like you said, it, it was his choice to step away. Now, I'm, like you said, I'm not going to argue with that that guy was going through something. I'll sit here and tell you this morning when I woke up, I had no idea how I was going to pull this off today, how I was going to make it here, how I was going to do a podcast, things like that. It, it's about getting through it, and, and here we are getting through it. JR will get through it as well. He's a strong individual, but I think it it, it might help to push a light onto him beating the hell out of that guy last month at that protest. <laughs> that was, it wasn't even at the protest. That was just in front of his house, and they broke out his windows to his car, and so he just was like, yeah, exactly. First of all, if you hit my car, I don't have the as nice of a car as JR. I'm beating it. <laughs> you break the windows in my car. Right. I think anybody, like, a couple uh, years ago, somebody broke out the back windshield of the cube up here. Just randomly. Some drunk college kid walking down the street. And as soon as I saw that, I was... I wanted to be, where's this kid at? Like, what's it, up? Exa- like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's JR just happened to see the kid. End of mm-hmm. story. Right, it's, and you, you don't expect a 6'6", 245-pound NBA champion coming it's just, out of the It's house. just unfortunate. The car, that guy ended up breaking, ended, like you said, ended up being a 6'6", 250-pound dude. <laughs> right. A super athlete turned around, and right. that's who you had to deal you with. Turn around and, you know, once again, not safe for words. Somebody's like, <laughs> you know, you hear, hey, motherfucker, that's my car, and you turn around, and it's J.R. goddamn Smith coming at you. First of all, like, LeBron might have held some some restraint, so you might have been okay turning around and seeing LeBron. Mm-hmm. You turn around and see J.R., you know he's not taking any shit. No, he's like, he's <laughs> You're like, screwed. These are hands, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's over. He's only beating him up, and the funny thing is, that had to be J.R.'s, like, manager or something. The guy that was like, this is, this is private, this is personal or something, like, Please show him some privacy while I was beating the hell out of this dude in the middle of a fucking city road. Please give him privacy yeah, give to him. beat this guy up. Yeah. So come on, guys, give him some privacy. It's like, well, I mean, like, well, he it, is just beating the hell out of some little skinny, blonde-haired white boy in skinny jeans. If you look at all NBA players like that come to mind for you, if, if you were to guess that anybody was going to fight somebody over some shit, it'd be JR. I would the, say uh, Jr. Kendrick Perkins. That's where I was going mm-hmm. with it. The only person I think I'd be scared more of Kendrick is Perkins. Kendrick Perkins because that dude will get in a game and punch somebody. Right. I can imagine breaking his windows out of his car. You know what? Yeah, it's. <laughs> but seriously, I hope Jr. getting back into basketball and playing for the Lakers. I hope that that's helping him with the the mental, yeah. uh, his mental. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, anguish, maybe. Yeah, uh, anguish. Just, There's a good just one. his his mental struggles, his uh, his fight against with mental illness. Uh, a lot of people go through it. Uh, a lot. It's and it's it's you can't see it. It's you never know what somebody's thinking, what somebody's going through. I could be driving, not even paying attention to the road because I'm thinking so much. I actually find myself doing it a lot. It scares me how much I feel myself just driving and not paying attention to what I'm doing. Yeah, it's uh, that's one of those things, you know, you start thinking and then, you know, the next thing you know, and, you know, they say that, uh, they say, welcome to uh, St. Louis, and you're like, what, I thought I was going to Detroit. Yeah, it's... That was... 
the uh, Josh McCallan porn PSA. Yeah. <laughs> How about speaking of Josh McCallan tweet of the day oh, yesterday? That was, that was so Is, fire. Pat, Pat Mahomes got his big contract, his 10-year deal. Josh McCowns then fires off a tweet. Is this better than 10 different teams? 10 one-year deals with 10 different teams. Josh, no, it's not. You are the most wanted man in all of the NFL. We salute you for your time in Cleveland. Thank you for being the most consummate professional there is. Yes, thank you. And uh, it's a shame that you had to leave so soon because they wanted you as a coach and not a backup quarterback, which is ridiculous. And then they got Deshaun Kaiser, and you know how that went. I'm not going to go into that. I mean, the Browns probably would have won more games with Josh McCown. Exactly. I, but, you know, that was uh, – I don't want to say his name. It starts with an H. His last name starts with a J. His decisions. So we don't talk about that. Yeah, you know, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that wanted everything in hindsight to go the way he said it was supposed to. Ooh, Axon. Ooh, Axon. Yeah, that's what we're going to call him. Ooh, Axon, because he's a hack. Ooh, Axon. He's a hack. All right, my man, you got anything else for me on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon? Um, just, uh, everybody kind of be nice to each other. Right now, there's a lot of tension going around. Um, just kind of be nice to people. I know everybody's frustrated with the heat and the, you know, the second wave coming faster than we expected it to. But I don't want to hear heat, man. It's 140 on this stage right now. I know that's what I'm saying. But just try and be nice to one another. Come on, guys. Let's let, yeah, let's all be nice to each other. It's been a little too, too crazy. I, I I got in a Twitter dispute yesterday, but that was over contracts. Some guy told me Dak deserved just as much money as Pat Mahomes, and I had to shut him up. Yeah, that's a little wild. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm coming to you as a Cowboys fan. Right. I'm sitting here telling you it's not worth it. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature. Sure, he was like, what does this, this means? He, was, he said something like, bet Jerry Jones wishes he would have signed Dak last week. Why? This yeah. helps him. Right. No way you're getting more than Russell Wilson. No way you're definitely even in spitting distance of Pat Mahomes. It's over with. Yeah. Keep your 31 and move on. Right. And he's complaining about 31 million. He was going to get the richest contract in sports history. Two months ago, 34, and he turned it down. Yeah. I don't know. That's. I just don't see, like, Dak's another story. Just it pisses me off. I don't see what in his head is like. Yeah, I deserve Russell Wilson money. Like I get contracts work a little differently uh, because it's more money each year. But still, I don't get how that happens. But you know what? I'm done with the Dak conversation. He either signs or he don't sign. In either, if he wins me a Super Bowl, whatever. Give him 37. Give him 40. If he doesn't win a Super Bowl, Dustin Crum, would you like to be a Dallas Cowboy? Or who, who? I can only think of two quarterbacks in the NCAA right now for some reason. <laughs> Dustin Crum and Trevor Lawrence, and I don't. Justin Fields. Ah, uh, Justin Fields. Like, I think he's really good. I'm just not sure it translates. It's gonna be like like J.T. Barrett was the uh, decade quarterback of the Big Ten, and he's sitting on the practice squad in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, even then, I, I knew JT wouldn't be shit in the NFL, man. That's, and I, that's how most of the 
Ohio State quarterbacks, are they? Uh, yeah, college, was, they're college-style quarterbacks. They, they're not pro-style. Ohio, Ohio State for, never breeds good quarterbacks. Cardale Jones was the only one that I, watching him, I saw. I was like, this dude is a, he's got NFL style. Like, he's got pro style. The problem is, is Cardale arrived in Buffalo when they were, weren't sure if they were done with EJ Manuel yet and were transitioning into Tyrod Taylor. Didn't really get a shot for the, at that job. Mm-hmm. And then he went to L.A. I mean, yeah, it was L.A. or it might have been San Diego still. Uh, he and went to the Chargers. He went to the Chargers and... Philip Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He they weren't, he wasn't sitting until he left. Nobody was getting that Chargers job until Philip Rivers left the NFL or left for another team. End uh-huh. of story. Tyrod Taylor is now the quarterback there, but if Cardell might have stayed on that team, he might be the quarterback right now. They might not have drafted, drafted Justin Herbert. But even like you said, by the end of the year, Justin Herbert will probably be the starter for the Chargers. Yeah, I have a feeling that Tyrod's going to get injured sometime I have a feeling it might just be like the Baker situation in Cleveland with Tyrod. It could be, or it could just be Tyrod's not going to set the world on fire. And in the AFC West, you need somebody that's going to do that. It's Tyrod Taylor can win in the AFC East. He can win right now in the AFC East. Well, if Cam is any semblance of what Cam used to be, uh, the Patriots are going to scare me, but... Mm -hmm. uh, the East is open. Right now, it's the Bills to lose, unless Cam is Cam. But here we are on a tangent again, my man. Hey, I, I'm just saying, I never understood why the Browns never put an offer for Cardell. Uh, by the time they got a shot at him, it seemed like he was done, and then he went to the XFL. I mean, they could have put something in in, like, 16 or 17. Yeah, they could have took a shot on him. I'm just, uh, I don't... Cardell, like, if anybody was going to succeed as a Buckeye quarterback, it should have been him. Like I said, though, it's just some for some reason, coming from Ohio State, they just do not breed good professional quarterbacks. And there's got to be someone that, like, there had to be some point in time where someone in the NFL was evaluating Cardell, and it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, I I, I could see it. He, di- he didn't... Uh... I guess he didn't play enough regular season games, but he won a national championship for him. He came in in, what, the Big Ten championship? Well, yeah. Uh, the, that Michigan game. He came in the Michigan, no, the Michigan game. game. Uh, JT got hurt in the middle of the Michigan game. Uh, but, but, yeah, and then that next year, the only thing that would have helped Cardale is if there was no competition. Mm-hmm. If JT would have just left. Right. It would have been Cardell could have had a great season, could have had a similar season to what Joe Burrow put together this year. Yep, and we wouldn't be talking about Joe Burrow if he never left Ohio State. Oh, exactly. Ohio State could have won that that title that next year if they would have just picked a freaking quarterback. Yeah, they they were like, oh well, JT's been here for so long, he's got all the records, he deserves. No, if he's not good enough, he's not good enough, man. I feel it. No, I I totally get it. I mean that's. That's one of the downsides with Ohio State is they uh, they uh, what they do is they hold on to these guys. It's more about like legacy and stuff yeah. than well I'll put it like this if, if Nick Saban never put Tua into that national title game just because Jalen Hurts was their quarterback for mm. two years prior to that 
I mean, it's not a story because then we don't even know who Tua is until he's the starter. And, but Jalen Hurts, Tua isn't even in the NFL because Jalen Hurts just graduated. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's such a whole that's a whole different story for another week. Tua might not even played for, uh, <laughs> down for Alabama. He would have transferred. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. If it didn't become his job after one year, he would have never been an he would have never played for Alabama. He might not be he might be in the NFL just because he would have got playing time somewhere else. But still, uh, but another tangent. Let's just go ahead and we're we're a little we're getting over an hour at this point. All right. You got anything more. else? Um, apologies for the camera, Diane. I thought I charged it long enough, but it was probably on for about an hour. So yeah, it was. It shit happens, man. Cameras aren't. Cameras are hit or miss. We'll figure it out. Uh, I know Friday I want to check out, uh, see OMS is set up, see what we can do over there. Yeah. Uh, see if that makes it a little plausible. It's got air conditioning. <laughs> it's my favorite part of it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I feel it. But go ahead and follow Ethan where? At ETH Simpson CGOD on Twitter and ETH Simpson on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at BWARCLE. Follow me on Instagram at b.ward52 i'm getting ready to change it but find me there right now uh i won't change it till next week follow the podcast at podcast given on twitter on instagram at any given podcast and on facebook facebook.com slash any given podcast please like subscribe comment on youtube we definitely need the youtube subscribers i I can't stress this enough if we can go strictly youtube that's what i want to do but we can't do it without the subscribers there's, there's, but I really, if we could go straight YouTube, I'd, I'd love to go straight YouTube. But I'm, until we get, we've, we've got 150 people on the Facebook page. We got four subscribers on YouTube, guys. Come on. Yes, come on, please. We, we're getting 30 some views. Just hit the subscribe button. I don't care if you check the page. Don't check the page again. I mean, obviously, I want you to. I think we're putting together a good show. But come on, guys. All right. Thank you guys for listening to Any Given Podcast. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless. Stay blessed out there. Stay safe. Have Stay a fantastic cool. rest of your Stay cool out there. Summer. It's, it's going to be a hot one for the rest Stay of the week. Stay hydrated. I know I'm about to have to wipe sweat off of everywhere. So just don't, don't forget to drink water. Yeah, drink plenty of water. I, I'm not even a big Gatorade fan, but I've been drinking that too. You guys have a great one. Talk to you later. Peace. Brody poppin' Xanax, he just wanna take the edge off He just seen a op at the store, but he sped off Gotta keep it on me, cause these niggas know I'm well off Young ass nigga, but I move like I'm the oldest I was grinding hard, but them bitches never noticed Nigga, this our moment, we ain't never folded I bought a Beretta, that ain't empty, that bitch loaded Gamble in my life, I got obsession with the static Let a nigga try me, I'ma let a nigga have it Coffin or a casket, bag or a basket I got all the bitches on my mama, I'm a magnet Loving in LA, I cannot do it, they be faking Niggas acting like they really friends and they be hating Hollywood is saying, but it is what you make it I'm just really focused on the green worth the latent Brody poppin' Xanax, he just wanna take the edge off He just seen a op at the store, but he sped off Gotta keep it on me, cause these niggas know I'm well off 
alone and afraid in LA, it's a mess now She wanna follow her dreams and be great, but she's stressed out Shorty posting pictures on the ground with her chest out Started only fast, swipe up to check the rest out 2025s, nigga, take me back to 19 When I bought that brand new Beamer, I was 19 Usually I charge 20, but I charge them 19 Spit a 16 for a Rolex and some Nikes They was trying to doubt a nigga Fuck you, bitch, I'm cloudy, nigga Wrote this in an hour, nigga CEO and power, nigga Stacking up my chicken and a dripping sweet and sour, nigga If I slide in her DMs today, I'll hit tomorrow, nigga Bottoms up, bottoms down Call her over, fuck around Fall in love, let her down Leave her in the lost and found I'm a dog, yeah I know, I can never love her Blame my ex, she would know But I bet the dick was dope Brody poppin' Zennies, he just wanna take the edge off He just seen a op at the store, but he sped off Gotta keep it on me, cause these niggas know I'm well off Cause these niggas know I'm well off